0: Welcome to Myth Monsters, my name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bike-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture and where you can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. Right, I'm gonna make a disclaimer here for this one. We're covering the Skinwalker from Native American folklore this week. However, I will say that if you're in the States and or you're a Native American, it might be best that you listen to this one when you're abroad. This is because we do not want to tempt or encourage this monster and the Navajo people believe in not tempting fate. So if you want to back out now, I'm certainly not going to judge you. Just a preempt. Thank you for sticking with me if you chose to stick with me. This one is a really interesting pick and especially as a white English woman honestly I wasn't sure if I should cover this monster as I certainly don't ever want to be culturally insensitive. However this podcast is purely educational and I'm very happy to educate the best I can on the knowledge that is available out there in the world and not seek out anything more. They are specifically from the Navajo tribe and these are considered one of the worst monsters ever to walk the earth. So much so that even mentioning their name is considered a really scary thing. So I'm hoping I'll be all right throughout this. Skinwalkers are described as a malicious evil witch who can manipulate and shapeshift into animals in the dark. These look like normal human beings and could be men or women for the most part, but in truth, are corrupted priests or medicine men who have reached the peak of their craft. And instead of using it for good, they have chosen to use it for evil. They have enhanced speed, agility and strength, and some are even rumoured to be able to possess animals and people. They are usually quite hairy in their human form and will generally be segregated from any major groups. They can transform into a multitude of animals, varying from coyotes, wolves, bears, foxes, owls and crows, and they'd use this form in either to hunt or scout whatever they needed it for using the animal skills and obviously each of these different animals has its different skill scarily it does not stop there skinwalkers could also mimic any voice or animal noise that it hears using this as a tempting method for their victims often the last thing the person being attacked will hear is their own voice screaming for help coming from the mouth of the attacker The skinwalker will be wearing the skin of the animal that they generally shape into the most around their person, on their head, around their shoulders, that kind of thing, and this was generally seen as quite disrespectful in most Native American tribes. The Navajo only wore sheepskin themselves, so you could pick a skinwalker out in a crowd, but it's believed that they would only don this at night because it really did single them out. They fed primarily on fear, according to legend. If you're not scared of them, they'll generally leave you alone. But if not, they'll terrorize you for the rest of your days. Although they can't enter your house without an invitation. So you're safe at home like a little vampire victim. You can flip the bird from the windowsill. That's certainly what I'd do. They would attack you by running after you with immense speed, using either a blowgun pumped full of human bones tipped with poison, or by blowing bone dust into your face so that your tongue starts to swell, and you end up having a massive heart attack and dying. Also, this bone dust exclusively came from babies, specifically twin babies, from the bones of their fingertips and the back of their skulls. This is just in their human form too, so in their animal forms, they could just do what the animals do to people. I'll leave that imagery with you, but you can imagine a bear. They are mostly found in Navajo territories, which is mostly from my terrible geography, right on the corner of Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and New Mexico, very literally called the four corners. So if you were to find yourself out there in the nighttime, I would be very, very careful. Especially as there's the legendary Skinwalker Ranch in Ballard, Utah, where the monsters have been seen the most, and where there have been a bunch of sightings of UFOs and other paranormal activity. It's actually such a problem that it's got a permanent armed guard, it's changed hands about a million times, and it's now off access to the public. Creepy. So Erin, how do you become one? Well, the answer is no one really knows, but there are rumors that you have to commit a horrific crime, like killing someone close to you, like a family member or friend, or another bad thing like necrophilia, for example. You would then do a dance and a song ceremony that curses the user and turns them into a skinwalker. Okay, you're not quite interested in it now. So how do you kill one? Now you can either shout their full name or you can stab them with anything dipped in white ash but this certainly is not an easy task so good luck to you is all i have to say the word skinwalker in navajo is yi nandalushi which means with it he goes on all fours referencing their transformation into animals now let's get into that really meaty origin stuff this creature is really interesting because of the taboo surrounding them they're considered such a bad omen that even mentioning their name would invoke summoning them to you or getting their attention so you can imagine that i'm quite nervous recording this now (laughs) also native navajo members will not speak of this legend to people who are not natives so the information on them is actually quite tricky to find but it looks like the stuff that has been gathered has been gathered ethically and consensually so that's very good on my end Also, there's a rumour that the reason they're not spoken about is because skinwalkers will only share their practices with each other, not just non-natives. The history of skinwalkers is really interesting because we're not entirely sure when these stories started. What I can tell you is that the Navajo tribe has been there since at least 1400, so it might have been that they've had these monsters since then, and that's been a while. As I said earlier, medicine men, healers and priests who got a bit too big for their boots are the main culprits of being skinwalkers. This is because in order to be the best kind of doctor, you would need to practice both evil and good magic, and some could handle it and some could not. The latter became witches, who can then turn into skinwalkers. But the important thing to note here is that not all witches are skinwalkers, but all skinwalkers are witches. Witches are the complete opposite of the Navajo life and cultural value, meaning they're considered one of the more dangerous entities to their culture. Also, the creatures that skinwalkers turn into are ones that are very often associated with witchcraft and evil, such as coyotes, crows and wolves. They're usually considered quite bad omens, so again it's this link to the evil that the Navajo culture would be adverse to. In contrast, however, The medicine men were sometimes reported to be able to turn into totem animals such as eagles bears and deer who were very gentle animals that were honored with dances festivals and music medicine men and skinwalkers are very different and should not be mixed up in the sense that medicine men would practice healing cures and blessings for the people while skinwalkers were actively out to cause harm practice curses and also just spread evil In regards to sightings, there have been quite a few over the years with Lowe's just being in the last year. In fact, there was recently, about two weeks ago, a couple of clips that went round TikTok of apparent skinwalker sightings, which were pretty scary. Honestly, I'll tell you an experience I had, not with a skinwalker, but with some of my colleagues who are American. They were in my office last week and told me about this TikTok. They came in, they were like, Erin, we've got to tell you about this monster. You've got to cover it. And I was like, that's weird because I'm actually covering it this week and they had seen this tiktok thing I have not looked at it it sounds scary no thank you (laughs) you just have to google them to see how many suspected pictures there are of skinwalkers from the last 10 years or so as I said earlier the best place to find them is this so-called skinwalker ranch in Utah but generally you'll spot one if you're driving around the four corners in the dark Sometimes there are reports of them running next to cars, meeting their speed and banging of the boot of the car. And one of the most famous sightings in the 1980s featured a car too. A family were driving through the Navajo reservation when something huge and hairy jumped in front of their car, but he was wearing clothes. A few days later, they were awoken in the middle of the night in their home in Arizona by three drummers outside. Now these monsters weren't able to climb the fence and eventually left but were completely shadowed and scary nonetheless. There's another really relevant and unmentionable monster here too, and that's of the Wendigo. It's another native creature from the States. This monster is also super terrifying, but only appears with a deer skull and an emancipated wolf-like body, which eats people. Some people really get Wendigos and skinwalkers confused because of this, and that you're not meant to mention them to avoid attracting them. That counts for both of these monsters. When I cover the Wendigo, I'm going to have the same issues that I've had today. Honestly, I'm in for a penny and for a pound at this point. If I'm getting stalked, I might as well go for it. I've said it about 5,000 times. I'm embracing it. And now we can move on to cultural significance. So for art, this one is definitely more of a cryptid-based creature, meaning it doesn't have many official art bits based around them. There is a gorgeous painting linked to Skinwalkers, however. It's called The Medicine Man, performing his mysteries over a dying man. End of sentence, which was painted back in 1832 by George Caitlin. However, as we said earlier, medicine men, skinwalkers, they're very different and don't like to be put in the same category. So it might not be entirely fair to have this within the same bracket, but it does very often get linked with skinwalkers, which is why I'm telling you about it. As always, I'd recommend looking at the unofficial artworks. Check out your independent artists. The artwork I use in advertising this week is independent can't seem to find any artists to link it to, so if you know, please let me know. The movies, most of them are actually called Skinwalkers, so they're Skinwalkers from 2006, one from 2020, The Descent, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, and Antlers, which is actually in cinemas right now as of Monday, 8th of November, when I'm recording this. It's worth mentioning that they are mentioned in Harry Potter, but not in the movies, only within the world. They're mentioned in Fantastic Beasts somewhere to Find Them, but they're not massively a part of the Harry Potter universe. The Navajo community actually named J.K. Rowling as one of the people they would refuse to talk to about Skinwalkers, so that's fun too. Highly recommend looking up the quote. For TV, they've been in a load of bigger series, including X-Files, Grimm, Supernatural, Smallville, Monsters and Mysteries in America, Skinwalkers, the Navajo Mysteries, Freak Encounters, The Outsider, and Lost Tapes. I will just say, I started watching The X-Files for the first time ever the other day, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I probably should have done so earlier, considering my cat's name is Scully, but the other one is called Ripley, and we're not even going to ask the question if I've watched Alien. The answer is a resounding no. (laughs) Anyway... There are also two documentaries about skinwalkers, one being a series called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, which is on Prime right now. It's got 18 episodes, two seasons and explores where skinwalkers have been seen the most and this weird activity around this area. The other is a full length documentary film called Hunt for the Skinwalker, which debuted in 2018, which is apparently very good. For video games, there are a few, but there's a cool one called Skinwalkers Hunt, where you actually hunt skinwalkers, funnily enough. And there's another one just called Skinwalker, which is a really basic game, but fun nonetheless. And lastly, there's Until Dawn, which apparently has skinwalkers in. I wouldn't know, I'm far too scared to play it, but if you've played it and seen them, hit me up. Also, a character references them in Mortal Kombat 9 by wearing an outfit that really looks like them. And this character is called Nightwolf, if you're into that. My book recommendations this week, I have two of them. First is Native American Folklore and Traditions by Elsie Clues-Parson, which is just really good for their general folklore and mythos alongside their traditions and why they do what they do if you didn't know already. The second is Native American Myths by Rosalind Curvin which is about the actual mythology and it's got specific stories which are really fun and interesting if you want to learn more about this mythos. I know that I personally really do, I've never really looked into it, so it's something that I'm really really interested in. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? You know, I'm not sure about this one. From the research I've been doing, it looks like this belief is very deeply embedded in Navajo culture, so much that they don't talk to anyone about it. So I kind of feel a bit differently about this one. And yes, the same could be said with the Bloody Mary myth, that if you talk about it, something could happen to you. In fact, I talked about it with my colleagues today and they referred to her as BM and I had to figure out who BM was. (laughs) But this one feels a bit scarier due to the complete refusal of discussing this monster with outsiders, which just piques any kind of outside curiosity. My aim is always to totally respect this, and I've only talked about stuff that's already noted, rather than doing any investigative research with this one. Not to say I didn't work on it, I worked really hard on this. I take every weekend to write my scripts, just saying. But either way, it might just be a creepy pasta story gone wrong, who knows. I ain't rushing to say their name again, I'll tell you that. I'm going to sleep with the light on for at least the next two days. This one did actively creep me out, I'll be honest. Again, I kind of struggled with the whole controversy about even talking about this, and I do hope that it's okay for me to talk about. I'm pretty far across the pond, so I think I'm safe from the actual thing. I just hope that anyone listening to this is too, I suppose. It's a really fun monster, but it's one that's really been highlighted recently, so really wanted to cover, and it is a little bit spooky. And it's dark, it's November. Anyway, next week, we are actually staying on the same kind of path with Native American monsters, but this one originally came from Greenland and Canada and is part of Inuit mythology. We are going to look at the scary Adlet next week. So prep your snow dogs and look out next Thursday for these terrifying wolf men. Just wanted to give you a heads up that I'm in Denmark next week, so I'll probably be off from social media. However, I have pre-recorded the episodes, so they will go out on time as usual. So no need to worry, but I will be quiet on social media, I imagine, because I'll be having a whale of a time in Copenhagen again. So thank you for bearing with me. But for now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next. And I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok and Instagram are Myth monsters Podcast. And the Twitter is Myth monsters Pod. But all of our content can be found at mythmonsters.co.uk. You can also find us on Good Pods and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast. If you feel like it, that would be lovely. Come join the fun, share this with your pals. They might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky. And I'll see you later, babes.